Let me get a 10-piece hot, extra crispy, extra wet. Let me get a blue cheese. Matter of fact, two. I'm on celery and fries and a peach drink. And make sure my fries is hot because they was cold last time. to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by the Young Aunties. Welcome to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by us, your Young Aunties. Look, y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. We're down here in the South Atlanta, the big A to be exact. And down here, we say it's rude to walk in the room, don't speak, don't introduce yourself. So we're going to start with that. Kay, you know what it is. Kiss us up. Be quiet. Tonight is the night that we ride. Y'all know it's Robin <laughs> season out here. Huh. So y'all already know it's Auntie Kirby, a.k.a. Where's Kirby in, a.k.a. The West Side Wood Nymph. And I'm checking in from the swats as usual. And my car is secure. Let's get yeah. <laughs> Safe and secure. All right. Um, and y'all know we always got to bring you a little bit of that sunshine. He in love with that coke, coke. Hey. <laughs> we got it. Coke, coke, and Kirby. That's me. You know how I be. I don't know why I think I'm a goddamn rapper. But anyway, you know how I go. I am Florida made, Georgia paid all day in this motherfucking thing. Hey. And. It wouldn't be right if I didn't mix in a little of that beast from the East. Hey, y'all. I ain't got no exciting intro. This your girl, Jazzy. (laughs) Coming from the East Side. Glad to be in the number one more motherfucking again. All right. Jazzy ready to fight somebody today, y'all. She about to to punch the air like uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. and Boys in the Hood. I'm telling you. (laughs) I was cowering over in the corner like me alone. Hell no. Like uh, Miss Celia in the color purple. I said, I'm just sit back, see what color hit the wall next. (laughs) (laughs) But my beast from the east is in the motherfucking building. Yes. And uh, I'm your favorite homegirl, Nick. What's up, y'all, from the old school locked on you where we put it on you? Now they call it a stone crest where we don't rest. <laughs> I don't know where I'm from no more. Right. <laughs> but I shit, fuck it. I'm from the old school locked on you. Uh, but it, it's weird, y'all, seeing stone crest on, on stuff now. And I'm like, whoa, that's just, it's weird. It is. It's really weird. And um, I'm, I'm a little confused, I ain't gonna lie. Of exactly where Stonecrest is and ends. So I, I need to figure that out. Yeah, you ain't the only one. Yeah. When I stayed over there, it was considered Stonecrest. And you know where I was at. So I think it's from there, like up to where the graveyard at. Yeah. But I you was like, Stonecrest. you was literally right across from Stonecrest. Right. That was. That was. <laughs> like you was you were in Stonecrest with like where like my parents live and stuff like that's a little farther out, so I didn't think that that would be considered Stonecrest, but it is. Yeah, they said not stone here. What the fuck is that? Yeah, right. <laughs> so you know, changes. Everybody <laughs> doing their own thing. You know, 
people getting their own city hoods and all that. I guess that's the trend right now, huh? They got no money to do it. They, you know, going up on anyway. So the first thing we got to do is get our wing order of the day. Jazzy, what, what you got to taste for today? I want a, um, I'm going to do a 10 piece extra crispy, extra wet mm-hmm. garlic parmesan. Hey, that's, that's, that's one of my favorite flavors. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really want no fries. I don't really want no side. I'm going to just take some water with it. So I'm going to do a 10 piece with some water. I know you're going to put that cracked ranch with it. Oh, you're right, girl. I'm slipping. Yeah, you're right. These folks don't <laughs> piss me off so bad. I done forgot to add my damn cracked ranch with it. I'm slipping. <laughs> Hell yeah. Somebody's going to get a hollow point behind that ranch. Right. Listen, I'm telling you. <laughs> Gotta get a large side of that crack ranch from Wingstop. Yep. Um, all right, all right. Miss Coco. Jazzy, you finna be back. Because I'm finna have another damn smoothie. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay, go on ahead, boo. I'm just gonna have, you know, my simple uh berry avocado smoothie. You know, nothing too. I ain't really hungry, you know what I'm saying? And you know, mm-hmm. I mean crazy. I gotta try to stay fine. The holidays is coming up. I mean, were they here? Anyway, and you know, I'm gonna have my big gallon of water with a little bit of lemon in it, you know what I'm saying? So it can have a little Ooh. bit of flavor, and that's it for me, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep it light and cute today. Keep it light and fresh. It sounds good though, sound real good. You you put ice in your smoothie, so my fruit already be frozen. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha, gotcha. So that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wash them all clean and put them in the freezer so they can be hard. Then I use mm-hmm. like the fifty percent less sugar apple juice because I don't like water in my smoothie. I'm sorry, and that's how I go. All right, hey Kirby and Kirby and tell us something good. Like I said in the beginning, it's Robin season, so I'm taking everything today. <laughs> I'm going to Wingstop. I'm getting a hundred piece. Oh. And I'm dragging the cashier across the counter because I ain't paying for shit. (laughs) Go ahead and make whatever combination, however many y'all want to make them, of lemon pepper, extra crispy, medium, extra crispy, Korean barbecue, extra crispy, that garlic parmesan, extra crispy. Yes. Uh, And uh, what's the other one that I like from them? Matter of fact, just make the rest of them lemon pepper because that's my favorite flavor from them because it's real zesty. Uh, like that good old bees from the east. Give me all the cracked ranch. I want every pack you got. <laughs> don't short me. Don't short me today. Don't short. <laughs> don't play with me, okay? Um, I don't want none of them nasty ass. Uh, what is it? Something peak. Uh, sweet teas because I don't fuck with that. But I'll take the rest of that water in the back. Run me some of them bowls, put some extra sauce in them just in case I want to get extra, extra sauced up, extra wet today. <laughs> give me all the fries you can give me. And I want them seasoned with lemon pepper as well. Uh, and then I'm going to run across the street to piece of cake and get me a slice of red velvet because, you know, it's Christmas time. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> time is here. Okay. Bring all the cheese. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm, I'm going to go up and... Um... Wing stop too because I they don't have them out here, but I really want to try those salt and vinegar wings. They got mm. salt and vinegar wings, oh yeah, but they don't have them out. Um, they don't have them at every location. They told me so when I tried to get them, they was like, "Yeah, we don't have them at at um this location." So the ones on this side, I haven't found when they have them. 
but I really want to try that. I feel disrespected. I'm going to Wingstop headquarters today. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I might end up having to make them at home myself if I can't uh, can't find one out here, you know, in Georgia, in this area, you know, in Atlanta area, they got them. But hopefully somebody got them. I feel away. Because I, I, I got to try that, you know, because I'm a salt and vinegar chip kid. So I got to try salt and vinegar wings. That's what I want for today. Just give me 10 of them with the crack ranch. All right, well, we got our plates full. We ready to get it underway. Y'all know what's up next. My favorite part of the show because I be learning so much. Tell us, who is the auntie of the day? So, y'all, I had noticed this auntie way back in October, and she was Mm -hmm. supposed to be the auntie of the day a long damn time ago. But today's auntie of the day is Dawn Staley. She's an African-American basketball Hall of Fame player and coach. She attended the University of Virginia in Charlottesville, from which she earned her degree in rhetoric and communication studies. During her four seasons in college, she led her team to four NCAA tournaments, three Final Fours, and one national championship. Auntie went on to play in the WNBA from 1996 to 2006, where she played for the Charlotte Steam um, for the majority of her career. She started her coaching career in 2000 at Temple University, and went on to be the head coach of the women's basketball team at the University of South Carolina in 2008, where she is still currently the head coach. Since she took over the program, the Gamecocks have reached the NCAA tournament nine times, including three of the last six NCAA Final Fours, which was 2015, 17, and 2021, and they won the 2017 NCAA championship. The University of South Carolina Board of Trustees approved a historic seven-year contract totaling $22.4 million. She is the highest paid black head coach in her sport and one of the highest paid women's basketball coaches in the country. Auntie also led the U.S. Olympic women's basketball team in the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo and won the gold medal. So, congratulations, mm-hmm. Auntie, on your historic $22.4 million contract and continue to shine on, sister. Hey, man. Yes. And her name is Don Staley. Don Staley. That's a lot of money, y'all. And you know, Auntie, can I have $5? L- listen, what? can you pay my house off, though? Listen. <laughs> um, And to be a Hall of Famer, like, that's real deal. Yes, she got so many accolades. I just couldn't name one. It's it's just look her up, y'all. She she's done so much. She has so many awards. It's it's crazy. Man, I love that, and I I love players that that kind of player going back and coaching. Yeah, you know, right now everybody talking about Deion Sanders, mm-hmm. um, and 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 that that is just a whole other thing for us to talk about, um, but. I, I love to see that she's so decorated and, and goes back and coaches and is bringing up the next generation of female athletes, yes. you know, so that they can go be great and do, you know, following her footsteps. That, that's amazing. It is. That is amazing. It's beautiful. Don so exciting. Okay. You know, I'll be adding these women to my, to my, my uh, memory bank. <laughs> And you know, and it's cool because then you you be able to watch them 
and then you hear their names and you're like, oh, I know who that is. And yep. you know, it's because of Auntie of the Day. Yeah. I be learning, you know. So, all right. Well, that sounds good, y'all. Well, I think we got some extra special uh specials on the menu today. Um, y'all know we like to start you off with what's going on in the GA in Atlanta. So, you know, we definitely got some Atlanta news. Kirby, you know I'm going to come to you, baby. We got so much to talk about. We need a mayoral update. What Dre talking about with Buckhead? Um, this crime that's going on. Is anybody's car safe in Atlanta right now? Mm-hmm. Y'all got New Year's plans? Because, you know, since the pandemic, things been different. But I heard a little bit of nostalgia might be coming back. Um, I'm not a super duper uh, technology person, but I think there's a warning. I know you've been warning me about this thing before, and apparently other people are being affected by it, and jobs coming to It's so much. Kirby, break it down. Make it make sense. What's going on? Well, like I said, and I'm going to keep on saying, you know, it's robbing season out here. Um, <laughs> please not praying. Uh, folks getting followed around, um, and hopefully there's some opportunities for some new jobs, but let's get started with Uncle Dre, a.k.a. Drizzy Dre. Uh, the mayor elect Andre Dickens. Um, he was up there all up there, up and through Buckhead, um, with our white cousins, distant cousins, all in the video, all in the video, <laughs> uh, with the president of the Buckhead City uh initiative, basically trying to get them to understand listen, we understand it's dangerous out here, it's wild out here. Uh, Dickens has a, I believe, a 15 year old daughter who attends Atlanta Girls School. Um, and so he under he was basically explaining to them, I understand what y'all's, you know, uh, uh you know, your issues are at. Um, it mentions here uh that Atlanta Mayor elect Andre Dickens uh met with Buckhead residents and real estate leaders Monday and told about 100 attendees that he is quote hyper focused on Buckhead. Uh speaking to the Atlanta Wilder Center in Sandy Springs, Dickens said the city's surging violent crime was quote the major elephant in the room and quote needs to be stopped across the entire city. Some state lawmakers and city residents want to pull the Buckhead community out of Atlanta, as we've discussed before, stripping away approximately 20% of Atlanta's population and an estimated $232 million in tax revenue. Now, white people, we didn't tell y'all to build in big-ass houses and have high-ass tax, uh, tax, uh, pro- property taxes, but that's y'all problem. <laughs> um, the Buckhead City Committee says here that they want more control over policing and infrastructure. Uh, Buckhead City Committee CEO Bill White, which an interesting name, Bill White, uh, said in an email Monday night that he hopes to know by April if residents will be allowed to vote for secession in November 2022. Quote, Atlanta's mayor-elect has made his first priority to stop Buckhead City from happening. Interesting priority, to say the least, White wrote in the email. Okay, mm-hmm. Bill White, let me tell you something. Y'all probably not going to leave, and it really ain't even got nothing to do with Andre. It got to do with y'all kids, and we were talking about this for a minute. Y'all know that y'all going to have to get state laws changed, and I know y'all got camp in office for now, but the amount of effort and energy and money it would take, y'all might as well just keep keep your ass where you're at. Um, the article also mentions that Mary Norwood, old punk ass, was in a meeting. Uh, she has now returned to Atlanta City Council, um, <laughs> and she represents the Buckhead area, apparently. Um, but a lot of people were in were nodding in agreement with Andre, and they were very excited about the fact that he came and and addressed them. So I'm guessing that Andre, you know, with all of his experience over the years with the Caucasian people, uh, he was able to, you know, get a little finesse and help them understand. I'm here to help you, and I'm also here to make sure you don't run off on the plug. Um, in addition to that, around the crime conversation in Atlanta, Piedmont, uh, hospital, uh, parking garage had a little situation. 
uh, apparently some employees walked to their cars after the end of their shifts to find that their car windows were smashed and items were strewn about in their cars. Uh, to Lexis Nelson, who is your mom and why did they name you that? Um, <laughs> said she heard more than 30 cars had been burglarized in a Piedmont hospital uh, parking garage. She came out to find glass shattered on the floor next to her car and she said a piece of her window frame was cracked and her glove compartment was open and items were thrown about in the car. Quote, I just worked 12 hours to help care for patients and my car was broken into in the middle of the holiday season. She said, I don't have any way to get home. How am I supposed to cover this? Hopefully you got State Farm Insurance, sweetie. Uh, she said victims called hospital security to find out uh, what had gone? What was going on? But they were overwhelmed by the number of break-ins. Um, also, Jacinta Franklin said she works overnight at Piedmont Hospital, and she walked through the park, parking garage when she received word of the break-ins and was moved to tears to see the damage to her car. "Quote: You work somewhere and you have security, so where's the safety at?" Which is a very good question, Jacinta. Yeah. Piedmont Hospital ain't cheap. I every time I've had to go mm -mm. up there, I pay eight to twelve dollars to park in that damn garage. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna need uh top flight and them to get they get their shit together. Um, it's a lot going on out here. And like I said in the beginning of the episode, it's robbing season. You know, Christmas is what, Saturday? It's in a yep. week. And y'all know what happened in Atlanta around Christmas time. And on top of that, the pandemic crime has increased. We talked about the fact that LA, uh, they told y'all don't come over here because we can't help y'all if they hit you over the head. So y'all gotta <laughs> be careful out here. Um, y'all gonna have to start getting the what's some little things just put on your steering wheel, uh the steering wheel lock. Y'all gonna have to start putting that special about. tape on your windows. <laughs> yeah. Y'all gonna have to figure it out. I, I know it's a lot. I know it's emotional. And I'm not trying to make fun of folks having their stuff stolen because I've had my car broken into. I've been carjacked before. Um, so I get it. It's scary out here. Um, but I'm gonna tell y'all, like I told myself, sometimes you're just gonna have to change industry to get a different job, figure out how to work from your house. Cause unfortunately, you know, the police ain't gonna police. And I know Andre said he was trying to get anywhere from 200 to 250 police uh, hired because we're short 450. Uh, he wanted to try to get that done, I want to say, within the first year of his um, of his quote unquote reign as the king of Atlanta. But mm -hmm. we don't, you know, I'm a, I'm an advocate for consumer uh, consumers and, and, and individuals and constituents figuring out how to duck and, duck and dodge the bullshit of life. So y'all got to also be vigilant yourselves. I'm sorry, but the city of Atlanta can't protect you from the foolishness. Um, speaking of foolishness, <laughs> if y'all got girlfriends on the side, boyfriends on the side, or both, y'all need to be careful out here. Uh, some Atlanta residents are being tracked with Apple AirTags. Um, <laughs> now, of course, AirTags are meant to help you find missing items, but apparently some people are using them to track others without their knowledge. Now, I got a little inside scoop for various reasons. I can't reveal my sources, but there have been a number of people running up in the Apple stores talking about some what's going on down to the down to the air tags because they've been finding them in their pockets. They've been finding them attached to their cars, in their book bags, in their purses. So if you out here bullshitting and playing around and doing stuff you ain't got no business doing, you better hope you ain't got no crazy ex or no crazy current situation. Because they're looking for y'all. And also, police are telling people, if you find an air tag somewhere um, on your person or any of your personal items or areas, uh, do not drive home. Because that's another opportunity for robbing season to get popping out here. Got to be more careful. <laughs> Got to be more careful. And last but not least, Georgia is does have some positive news. Um, Rivian confirms an um, electric vehicle factory for thousands of jobs in Georgia. And, you know, Auntie Nick is always letting people know, get a job. Step your pussy up. Figure something out. <laughs> So, 
this is an opportunity for y'all to get some coin. Electric vehicles are part are, are a part of the future. We're progressing forward. Um, it says the electric vehicle maker v- Rivian on Thursday confirmed its plans to build a $5 billion assembly plant and battery factory in Georgia, which Governor Brian not so kept, uh, called, quote, the largest single economic development project ever in the state's history. No thanks to your punk ass. But anyways, right. at a press conference with Kemp at the state capitol, a Rivian executive out loud plans. Wait, to wait, wait. What did he call it? I'm sorry. The largest single economic development project ever in this state's history. That's some stupid shit. Okay. Actually, the largest economic development in the state's history was slavery, but I'm not going to Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. like. Anyways. What did he call it? Okay. Listen. Um, at a press conference with Kemp on the state at the state capitol, Rivian executive <laughs> outlined plans to employ 7,500 workers at its factory. A jobs tally state officials said could grow to 10,000. The plant will be built on a sprawling swath of farmland in Pine Forest, about an hour's drive east of Atlanta. So, okay, Eastsiders, y'all finna come up in the world, but also be careful because battery manufacturing can leach into your dirt. So don't plant no gardens when they come. Rivian oh, plans Lord. to begin production in 2024 <laughs> at the Georgia plant, where it expects to be able to manufacture up to 400,000 vehicles a year. It says construction is slated to begin uh, summer 2022. It says Georgia beat out Texas and several other states for the vehicle factory. Georgia's first since Kia announced plans to build a manufacturing center in West Point near Alabama, the Alabama border, which if y'all ever had anybody in your life that worked for the Kia plant, you know, that was a that was an interesting time in history. Um, but, yeah, it might be robbing season, but it's some good ass jobs coming to the state of Georgia. Um, how y'all feeling about things? Jazzy, what you think about all this? That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot going on. Um, y'all go get them goddamn jobs. Go get them factory jobs. So you don't have to um, work in the hospital and get your exactly. car broken. <laughs> and get your shit stole and turn the fuck up. Um, that's crazy. My brother was just telling me about the Apple AirTags and how he has one for his keys. So it's crazy. And it, these motherfucking criminals... They're so innovative. If you can use, mm-hmm. if you can use your talent to put Apple AirTags on folks and follow their asses home and rob them, you need to be doing something else. Like that shit. Yeah, go is, into forensics or something. Like yeah, like do something constructive besides uh, robbing and pillaging and plundering. Um, I'm excited about that peach drop, but I will not be at that motherfucker because you know <laughs> she gonna go. This the this the first peach drop since when? I know it's been what by at least five. Years yeah, maybe? they didn't have one for 2019, and I, and I forgot to mention that uh, Ashanti and Goody Mob and them gonna be up through there. I won't be there because yeah. it starts at 6 p.m. I'm not standing nowhere for six hours to do a goddamn thing. Um, yeah, uh-huh. but it's been since we haven't had one basically since 2018. They canceled it for 2019. Okay, they had moved it to Woodruff Park in 2017, and then of course, obviously, the Pandarisha COVID. Uh, had came up on and through here and kept us from doing it in 2020. So, yeah. up with that, I ain't going no damn peach drop. It was gonna so, be out there tripping. If you gonna be out there, please work your bank. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important for you to work your bank. Please, <laughs> know where that goddamn bank? They don't wear that. No, they don't. You gonna you gonna go out there to the peach drop, uh, Coco? Baby, no, my anxiety will not let me be out there with them folks. And Ooh, yeah. I would not. No, no hell to the no. no. Look, y'all. Back in the day, I used to go to the peach drop. I went like two or three years, right? And um, as an adult, 
And so it was probably when I was like 18, 19, 20, you know, like young, young and, and adult. It is so crowded. Mm-hmm. Girl. Like you can barely move. And I remember the first time we went, and I went with a group of friends, and you know, then you had your little boo thing or whatever, because you want to, you know, call yourself kissing somebody at midnight and shit, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the first time we went, you know, I didn't really know what to expect, and I was just very overwhelmed. Mark, we, you know, of course, we parked and we took Marta, and it was right at underground. And um, we got out and we just, we could barely, first of all, we couldn't even really see the peach. So it took us a minute to find a spot where we could even see the peach. Cause a lot of people did the peach drop. You can't even see the peach drop um, because of, you know, your angle and the buildings and it's so crowded. Um, but what I didn't know was that Marta only going to uh, drive y'all home for so long. Mm-hmm. So you can end up getting stuck, and we almost yep. did. Yep. Almost getting stuck at underground because the sheer volume of people we could not get on the train. Yeah, to get back. So I just caution people before you go out to have a plan before you leave. <laughs> before you leave. Before you leave, have a plan. <laughs> Because it, it get thick. I remember they they were shooting one time mm-hmm. when we was out there, and we actually went down below at underground, and um somebody started shooting and everybody running. You know, it just is very hectic. Now I'm not gonna lie, it was a lot of fun and it was exciting to be in that atmosphere. And you know, when you had the three, two, one, happy new year, and the peach dropped, it, it was a lot of energy. But then it's over, and you gotta just try to get the fuck out of there <laughs> um, safely, you know. And it, and it's a whole lot, so I wouldn't take no young kids. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um, I wouldn't take no elderly people. Yeah. Mm-mm. I wouldn't take no people that got issues with moving around um, quickly and 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 can maneuver. Um, it, it's it's a whole lot. Um, Dre talking to these buckhead people. I don't know. Do you think, Mayor? You 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 got a politic because you the politician, but um, them people gonna do what the fuck they gonna do? Yeah. yeah. Like you think because you're gonna have your own city that they're not gonna come there and rob y'all shit? No. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, don't do this to yourselves. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna stop shit. Y'all ain't mm-hmm. got the right law enforcement. Y'all ain't got law enforcement anyway. So y'all can't call Atlanta anymore. Because and if if y'all take APD people, they're just gonna be the same lazy motherfuckers it, they already are. So exactly, <laughs> like they think like that's gonna stop some. They ain't gonna stop a goddamn thing. APD <laughs> like to get you at a rolling stop sign. Anything else, they ain't finna come out the car. Hmm. And for the peace drop, the way that these uh juveniles and these adolescents done took over Atlanta, oh, yeah, fucking shit up and being dangerous. That's the number one reason why I wouldn't. Well, first of all, I'm not going out there because of. The pandemic. That's the but the number two reason. No, these kids is too dangerous. I can see. Dre said ages thirteen to twenty five seem to be the people committing the most crimes. So he said he wanted to focus on the youth. Uh, try to figure out what's going on with them. Obviously, they're getting the keys to the cars of their parents and playing games (laughs) or hopping on Miss Marta and running all up and through the city. Oh, the goddamn parents don't even know where the fuck they be at. Let's just start there. 
Right. They don't got no good supervision. They parents be on the bullshit with them. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Sure, hell do. Um, these jobs. Yeah, now y'all know how I feel about this. Um, we need to get some employment around here. Some 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 income around here. Some of y'all still it, it, with everybody being short staffed. And looking for work, it's still folk making excuses about why they can't go to work. Um, they about to build this whole factory, and it's only gonna be by the hour east of Atlanta. That means it is you can um commute. <laughs> I'ma need y'all to go ahead and start applying for these jobs and get these jobs. You know what? Recently I was telling people they, they had put a new QT on Highway 138 in Conyers, Georgia, yep. right? And I was telling some people, like, hey, all these people who I know in the area who had said they was looking for work. I'm like, hey, they building a new QT right there, and they're hiring, you know, as they're building it. And I'm like, you know, that's a pretty good good spot to work if you're looking for work. And they, they open 24-7, so they're going to have a bunch of shifts yep. available. And, you know, I heard they, you know, you can get your insurance and everything like that. You're looking for work. You're saying you're desperate for work. Here's a new place opening. Go ahead and apply now. People still give you every damn excuse. You know it. Of why they can't apply for a job and why that don't work for them and what they need to wait on. Um, Don't you need a job now? <laughs> so, you know, I'm saying this factory job just sounds like the type of job you could, you could be in, have some stability, grow in. You remember when Home Depot had all them jobs? I told y'all to go down there and get y'all some work. Some of y'all listened. Some of y'all didn't. But here we go again. I'm going to need y'all to go ahead down here, get you some skill sets. Do something. Ladies, stop laying up with these men <laughs> and they refuse to have any income. But they keep coming in you. Oh, hello. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Send them on down there. Look, go and get this job. You driving your car anyway? Let them drive an hour east of Atlanta <laughs> down to the the car factory. Jody, you know what I mean? Like Jody dropping Yvette off. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I I need people to start having some type of income, some type. Of responsibility, you know, just start to be self-sufficient. Like, it's really sad. We you so lazy as hell, especially this younger generation. Self-sufficiency yeah. is a bad word out here these days. <laughs> yeah. Take, you know, take care of myself? Are you crazy? Right. I didn't ask to be. Right? That's their favorite line. <laughs> right. Like, like any of us asked to be here. Tell you something, I run back in my mama's womb with the quickness. Okay. <laughs> like that, 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 that jump be crazy to me. I didn't ask to be here. Please point out somebody who did. Right. Inquiring minds want to know. You know, but, but you want all the welfare. You didn't put in on this. These broke ass niggas in Atlanta will make you turn into a conservative slash Republican. Okay. Bro, that's why sometimes I be yeah. like, oh, I'm more conservative than I think in some ways because 
I'd be tired of putting all, you know, going to work, taking care of people who ain't putting in on this. I'm all for if something was to happen and you need help. Hell, if something was to happen to me and I need help, I've been putting in since I was 14 years old. 16 for me. You know, I'm 36 uh, this month. So I've been putting in this pot. So if I need something, I feel well within my rights taking something out. But this folks ain't never put in, but steady want to be in the damn rotation. You want to be the main one that put in, and they ain't going to want to give you shit. (laughs) You know, so go on down to that factory. Get you a motherfucking job. Get you a job (laughs) and start contributing. To the pot that you're taking out of for some and, of y'all, and be the main ones in Wingstop that want a twenty piece and extra ranch. Get off! Yep. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? The main one always down at the damn grocery store with your stamps. I'd be mad as hell. I want some stamps. Right. Go to work every day and be struggling putting shit back, and you sitting up here with all these damn crab legs and steak and chicken. I'd be so. I'd be like, I bet you can't get no cups. Bitch <laughs> <laughs> can't get no napkins. Hell no. Oh, I be hating like hell. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding, but but I'm just serious. Right. Um, you ain't got a kid. Shit, I'm talking. Yeah, about. I'm just serious. And they- Apple tags, that shit is crazy. Like, y'all stay alert, stay alive, be careful. You know, folks be doing the, the most. Um, and like she said, all y'all cheaters, y'all somewhere y'all ain't supposed to be, y'all better watch out. You, your significant others, they got James Bond technology now. They out here putting trackers on your ass. Put an put a apple tag on me, baby. You gonna meet your maker. Hell no. <laughs> no, I feel like Coco on that. You start tracking me, yeah. you gonna get tracked down. Hey, they're they gonna be like, this bitch is either at home, work, or get something to eat. That's it. Literally. <laughs> Do a fuck back. Matter of fact, my girlfriend boring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's what's going on in Atlanta right now. Coco, I gotta come to you next, honey, because I know you're gonna let us know what the F is going on. We talked about Zach Stacy before with the incident with him. Uh, brutalizing his girlfriend, but now he coming back talking some crazy stuff. What is this man saying? So Zach Stacy, big rusty, dusty, musty ass. That's right. Don't have yeah. if he ain't got shit else. He got the audacity mm. that his <laughs> or ex girlfriend or the mother of his child staged that incident, and she set him up. So according to Mr. Ho. Cause he a whole ass nigga. I'm like, I'm, I said it. Um, so he's in the video. You can see him explaining to um, Orange County police that he just got out of rehab about eight months ago for anxiety and depression, and that his um, the mother of his child is being very bitter because he don't want to be with her. So she staged the whole incident. So you know, she responded basically saying that how can I stage me getting my ass whooped? You get what I'm saying? And then he also said he dropped everything for her when he got out of rehab and he came down to Orlando to help her out. And oh, poor baby. Why she would set him up and say this. But I want to know what part was staged. What The part when you uh, threw her ass into that TV? Or when she was on the ground and you was walking out the door and you look back 
and thought about some other shit and went back to brutally beat her ass again. You know what, black men? I'm sick of y'all. I'm like Auntie Kirby. I'm sick of y'all. Y'all are the most crybaby ass, I want my way ass, not can't be held accountable for your action as people. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out how can you sit up here and say she's staged in her ass beef? First of all, who's finna get that? Well, let me not say that because Justin got his ass beat <laughs> and he was staged. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Um, Hell no. And I heard stage is y'all because I'm like, what did y'all write a script? Right. Rehearse? Like, all right. So I'm going to break your back by throwing you into a wall. Uh, Screaming, terrified. But my thing is, this is what I'm talking about black men. And I say black men because y'all really act like white women in real ass life when it comes. (laughs) accountable for your the shit that you do mm. even did come from rehab for anxiety and depression this is the time for you to be, take accountability for what you did and say you know what i have a problem you know what i did was wrong and i am responsible for that but i have a problem but no you want to blame it on her now won't you i can see why she no you not want her like you the goddamn prize baby i i'm so sick i'm just tired I'm t- I'm tired, but I'll, I'll let y'all you know pick it up because I guess a lot I can say about that. You know what, Jazzy? What what, what you got for me? I'm just gonna say this one thing. I hope they beat his motherfucking ass in jail. <laughs> I hope they pick his ass up and throw his ass through some shit in the jail. This yeah. motherfucker says staged. This shit yeah. is. I, I, that's all I gotta say. Beat his ass down. When he come to court, that motherfucker need to have two lumps on top of his goddamn head and two black eyes. Damn. Kirby? The foolishness of it all. Him and Juicy Small Ye need to go ahead and create a club. <laughs> right. Um, that uh, Both of them can be co-presidents of the Do Some Stupid Shit and Blame Everybody Else Club. So, you know... Let me preface this because, you know, people are really emotional out here. They own their Carl Thomas. We understand that all black men are not abusive. We understand that all black men do not have unchecked uh, mental health issues. But a lot of you motherfuckers do. So we're going to speak on a lot of y'all. I saw the video where Zach was sitting there talking to the police, creating this whole narrative around, you know, I was in rehab for depression and anxiety and you know, I was just trying to be there for the the mother of my children and she's bitter because I don't want to be with her and she staged this whole thing and she's just trying to take me down, blah, blah, fucking blah. The delusions of grandeur. I want to say that uh, what I observed may be either narcissism or some type of personality disorder. And I don't know if it's because you got CTE or just because you're entitled or both. Um, but the foolishness has got to stop. And ladies... I am not blaming you. I am not victim shaming. Y'all got to vet the people that come in you. Period. I don't care how much money he made. I don't care how fine he is. I don't care if his stepdaddy is buying you panties on the weekends. Vet these people. Because you end up in circumstances where you're getting thrown around like a rag doll. Yeah, you done had his baby, but at what cost? Protect your, we've talked about this before in the podcast, protect your legacy and protect your lineage. And that's for men and for women. Um, and for the men who have 
especially the black men who are not going to therapy, who are not addressing their mental health issues, who are entitled and who truthfully above all else, forget the rest of that, who don't value women, which that is the, I feel like the root of the issue for those of you who don't value women, go play with your friends. Dick. Don't come play with us. Period. Well, all right. Um, wow. I, uh, I just want to point out, I know some people were mad um, at the police for um, listening to him and talking to him. Y'all got to understand they're doing a job. They're trying to get the information. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't don't think that they were like placating him and like, oh, poor healing him. They, they were trying to get this man to tell them what, what he did. And, and they got a confession. Pretty they much. surely did. You yes, know, sure. whatever excuses he gave, he admitted to what he did. So just understand that it's techniques and tactics that they're using to get the information so that, you know, we can find out what happened and, and this man he he gave them what they needed. So yeah, I just want to clarify yeah. that because uh, it seemed like some people were mad about that, but y'all got to understand these people doing a job. Okay? They can't tell them, well, you can't talk. Let them talk. That's what they let, they want y'all to talk. Yeah, right. Tell me, tell me. Yes. Tell me about your mama. How's she doing? You're right. <laughs> it, it's a process, y'all. It's it's a lot that goes into interviewing, um, and interviewing with law enforcement is definitely a lot. And nobody wants to be in that room with you, so it's 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 difficult. So they just got to let them go. But um, yes. Other than that, I'm I'm with Jazzy. Uh, <laughs> To see what they stage for your ass, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, multiple times, like that's yeah. like the first time. It was the first time it got you know caught on camera, and I guess you know the internet did you know what the internet do, but the police be out there all the time, so it was staged every single time. And even if she was antagonizing you and said some shit to you, you don't know how to get your overgrown ass up and walk away, right? You don't have to react. Even if she did say some crazy off the wall, like, yeah, I should have fucked your homeboy because his dick bigger. Like, you could have walked away. And also, you didn't vet this bitch. You just was fucking her wrong just because it was a sunny day on Tuesday. Damn. You a dumb asshole, too. Like, you, you're, you're weak. Like I said, black men do not, I ain't gonna say all, but some do not want to be held accountable. It's always someone else's fault. Period. It's your mammy's fault, and I want to mm. slap her, too. Let me start, mm. First of all, let me start off with your man. She should have raised you better. Anyway. And your daddy. And your daddy. With his punk ass, but he left, so it was only your mammy, so whatever. Um, And unfortunately, these people share a child, so they will forever be connected in some way, shape, or form. And it's just so much more complicated now. And this child is going to have to deal with the actions of their parents. And and figure and and be the one to suffer and have to figure out, you know, how to have a relationship or if they're gonna have a relationship with with each of their parents, especially now that there's forever video footage of your daddy beating the dog shit out of your mama. Oh child, I didn't even think about that. That's ooh. Yeah, how how do you come back and as a child have that relationship? You know, what what conversation can you possibly have 
with with your kid to explain how and why I beat your mama like that, and the child can see it, and they gonna see it. Mm-hmm. And you knew what you was doing because I see you didn't throw that child, you didn't toss that child around. Yeah. So you I'm wasn't worried. in no type of psychotic rage or anything like that. It's it's just sad, and then the child's probably gonna be embarrassed as they get older, and their friends. And they're going to deal with mental health issues and folks going to make fun of them and send them copies of the video. It's going to be bad. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. Or they so. could, just like you. And think yeah. it's, if it's a, you know, to put their hands on people. Mm-hmm. So immediately that's where my heart and my mind goes to is it's a whole human being, a little person that's going to have to deal with the actions of their parents. And with that, that's, that's my point is start thinking. Y- y'all want everybody else to consider your fucking kid, but you don't consider your kid. Hmm. You know, first you ain't think about none of that when you when y'all be out here just doing stuff. You talking about I was trying to be a good dude, help her out, move out. Nigga, ain't that what you supposed to do when you got a fucking kid? Like, what you want a hand clap for taking responsibility? That that's not nothing special. Um, and 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 yeah, I I don't understand how somebody cheating on you, doing all that stuff is somehow justification for beating them up. Leave them. You break up with them. Stop messing with them. But beating them up, no. And that goes for women too. Stop putting your hands on these men. You know, just break up with them. Let it go. Walk away. Mm-hmm. Gotta let go of this, this violent, toxic, weird shit. I don't get it. But um, speaking of weird shit, um, People don't lost their they damn mind. And and speaking of videos, people posting stuff and putting things out there. And I don't really think they're thinking about it and, and how it's not going to age well and go over well with people. Um, judges have been at the forefront of the media in, in the last months with all these trials um, that have been going on. And people have been calling in the question. Um, if certain judges need to be um, on the bench. And quite recently, there was a judge um, who had a very specific piece of verbiage come out of her mouth to have people up in arms. Um, Jazzy, what happened? Listen, (laughs) y'all. The community in Louisiana is calling for Judge Michelle Odenette to resign after footage of her using a racial slur was leaked online. So Judge Michelle Odenette can be heard using the racial slur in a video clip, which was recorded um, about a week ago at her family home in Bendale Gardens, Lafayette. Now she then came out and claimed that she was on a, a, a sedative that caused her to use this racial slur, but ma'am, uh, ain't no sedative caused you to uh, <laughs> say that. That's in you, ho. Um, so while watching security footage of a black male attempting to break into the house, Ms. Odinette or Judge Odinette alongside other members of her family can be clearly heard using the N-word as well as other profanity. After one of her other uh, younger children says, and mom's yelling nigger, nigger, a female voice appears to respond, we have a nigger, it's a nigger, like a roach, y'all. Okay. So, 
since the video has been released, she has been placed on unpaid leave and the Louisiana Supreme Court has appointed the first African-American judge, Judge Vanessa Harris, to replace her while she's on suspension. Um, my heart is just racing like <laughs> talking about this shit because I'm so sick of these damn white people. Yeah. You a judge out of all people and you talking about nigger this and roaches and all that. Now, even if you're in the comfort of your own home, why are y'all re- here? Y'all go recording, putting shit on social media once again. But ma'am, that's how you really feel about black people. Whether it's you was on the sedative or not. This woman needs to be fired and unbenched and all of the cases that she ruled over should be looked at and honestly should be overturned because of racial bias. Yeah. They are looking over her cases. Yes. Well, they're going to have to, I think they're, um, yeah, they're going to have to, they're required to, uh, because of that. Cause they said 80% of her cases were with black people. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. 80%. And this, and this is what she's saying. Um, she also, uh, which was such such a <laughs> privileged thing to say, she told people, yeah, I'll I go on leave, but I'm not resigning. Oh, yeah, she sure did. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just her to, I'm, you're going to run your own uh, accountability as well. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to go on leave, and then I'll be back, but y'all don't worry about nothing else. No, baby, you don't get control. This, um, I, I just want to say this. Because um, I, when she said she was on sedatives, I said, "Well, let me go see if racism is listed as a side effect." Because was, but it's a drowsiness, feelings of heaviness or sluggishness, loss of memory um, of what happened during the procedure, amnesia, um, slow reflexes, low blood pressure, headache, feeling sick, um, euphoric feelings, uh, slow normal brain function that can result in slurred speech, shallow breathing, sluggishness, fatigue, disorientation, and lack of coordination or dilated pupils. But I didn't see racism Hmm. um, listed. Um, I I didn't see random um, uh, spurts of using the word nigger anywhere Hmm. in the side effects for sedatives. So I, I don't know what kind of sedative she was taking this must be one of them new um new sedatives that got racism in 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 it hmm. um because I, I i just have never known somebody to take um medicine and just become racist all of a sudden um also i want to point out during the video this first as a judge this 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 tell y'all go to law school because anybody can go and, and <laughs> the bar and become a lawyer and become a judge because you don't even got to be that smart. Um, let me break this down. You say that you was on a sedative. Show me the documentation. Um, also, again, show me where the side effect is racism. Also, that would indicate that this is not a normal thing for you. Now, when you watch the video, nobody is surprised Yep. when, when the N-words and the roach comments start flying. This is normal. Mm-hmm. If 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 suddenly 
your mother or, or sister or wife or somebody just starts saying nigger, 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 and this isn't normal, you would be, mom, oh my God, sweetheart, yeah. what are you saying? There was nothing like that. It just this was normal banter. You know, it, it just it was business as usual. So this was not an abnormal thing that, that didn't happen. So that don't even make sense. Okay, your story don't even add up. The math ain't mathing. So y'all go to law school and go ahead and get these law degrees and graduate because apparently you can be stupid as the fuck and be a judge <laughs> on the bench and it doesn't matter. Um, this is very concerning. 80% of her cases were with black people. Um, they are going to have to review all of these and make sure that there was no unfair uh, racial bias in these cases, which I'm sure we're going to find some. Yep. Um, th this is disturbing. And I know people are saying private time and private time, but sometimes private and professional does cross. Yep. And this is one okay. of those things. If you are biased to this point and racist, then you cannot unbiasedly um, and with blind justice rule over these cases. Uh -uh. You cannot. Because even you sitting there talking about it's a nigga, it's a nigga. I mean, y'all sounded so damn excited. Yep. Watching this. And I just know your ancestors, recent ancestors, was part of some lynch mobs. Mm -hmm. I, I feel it in my shanana. That if, I, if I pull up some videos of uh, and some pictures of some civil rights moments, your family is the white people in the background. And not only what they niggas, they was roaches too. Yeah. Like, th this was very specific. This was not a one-off thing. This wasn't a, oh, I was high and, and medication made me do it. J I would rather this woman just stand ten toes in it and say, yeah, I said it. Them niggas broke into my house. Like, I, I, would, I would rather she just came out and said it Y'all, I got a problem. It's called racism. I don't like niggers. I, I would much rather she just be honest than try to insult all of our intelligence and give the excuses that she gave. And on, and on top of that, to add insult to injury, let us know that she ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep ruling over y'all in this courtroom and doing whatever I want ridiculous um jazzy i know um there was another case recently um that kind of crossed with this one tell us about that another white woman not not taking accountability well i get well she ain't taking accountability for what she did so i'm not sure if you all are familiar with the case of dante wright who was the 20 year old black man that was shot during a traffic stop mm-hmm about a, um, about a year ago. Well, Kim Potter, the uh, officer who shot him, is on trial. And she recently took the stand and gave her account of what happens. And she pulled another motherfucking Kyle Rittenhouse mm -hmm. when they began to ask her, you know, what happened in the moments when you shot him. And I thought I was pulling my... <laughs> I said this bitch... Y'all, I watched oh. it in real time. She starts grabbing for tissue real fast. I ain't seen not now tear. They had to stop the trial, let her gather herself. She came back and continued putting on the show. 
and you can tell and now the prosecutors who are prosecuting this case are the same prosecutors who prosecuted Derek Chauvin in the uh, George Floyd case mm-hmm. and you can see the prosecutor she looking at her like she was so agitated and she was like uh, do you need a break she was just like right. really agitated with her and it's just like ma'am your ass down but we already know looking at what's been going on with these juries that you're probably going to be found not guilty it was it was just a mess y'all what y'all think about this because I'm tired of all these white tears and we're supposed to care did someone call my name yeah I said where you at with it you know I just (laughs) oh my god (laughs) I was just it's really just such a a traumatic like experience to have like this it's so hard it's so hard and I just I didn't mean to do anything fuck you white bitch no mm. one gives a damn I don't have no sympathy empathy or anything that ends in THY for you okay the hell with your ass <laughs> I mean for real I, you know I was raised to be this very very kind and loving and forgiving Christian but as I have become a, come to come of age in this country, I recognize that there's a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of them that don't give a good goddamn about my existence and quite frankly would skin me alive and barbecue my black ass if they had the opportunity. Um, I hope she get the whole book thrown at her. Um, and I hope that she, her and her entire family get sued and, and the police department get sued to the point of complete bankruptcy. So, because there's at the end of the day, we can't bring this boy back, Mm-mm. you know, because of the poor decisions that you made. And you're not gonna convince me that you didn't know the difference between a heavy ass gun and a not so heavy ass taser. You a fucking fool, and you think, and because you a fool, you think we are too. I, 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 I'm not crying for you, Argentina. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't have the energy, I don't have the time, I don't have the emotional bandwidth or capacity. Um, at this point in history, and probably for the rest of my life. All I can pray for and hope for is that whatever energy you put out is what energy you get back. All right, Coco, what you think? I agree with everything Auntie Jay said. You can take the white tears. You can shove them up your ass. You can drink them. You can do whatever you want to do with them. You didn't even put on that bag when the incident happened. Yep. You didn't even care. Like at that, you were standing your ground like you did the fucking right thing. Now you get on these, these people stand and you want to cry. Baby, fuck you in tears times two. And that's how I feel. You know, it's always interesting. Um, we know historically white women do weaponize their tears. Um mm-hmm. we and we just saw Kyle Rittenhouse do the same thing. Um, but it's it's interesting because there are no tears. Y'all are weaponizing your tear faces. <laughs> you know. I need y'all to take that money that y'all was earning and take your ass to some acting classes at the very least. Convince me that you give a damn. Yeah. Right. And it, and we be looking for tears, y'all. Black people, one thing we gonna do is we gonna assess the situation. Um, and, we, and we looking for tears when people pretend to be crying. But see, what y'all don't know White people is there from a very young age. Our parents have this superpower where they know when we faking. Mm-hmm. Even as a as a as a new infant, your a, a black parent will look at you and say, "Quit crying, you over there faking. Ain't nothing wrong with it. She faking. Mm-hmm. You faking. 
they is this is this discernment that we are born with. We innately just know when ain't nothing even wrong with you. You know, over there crying. You see kids do it, just making themselves get upset and cry. We don't go for that. And so the same thing applies. So when we look at you on this stand and you over here fake crying, we are, ain't nothing wrong with you. And we looking for tears. You can't even fake cry, right? You can't even get a tear to come out your eye over here wasting all that damn tissue. Made me mad. Um, you're crying. This boy's family is the ones who need to be crying. You made your choices and now you need to stand in them. Um, and and judges, and th this is, again, why judges are so important and to make sure that we have the right people on the bench. And y'all gonna keep playing and Kim Kardashian gonna be a judge because she finally passed the bar after the final. Lord have mercy. She, passed, she passed the baby bar. So she, she still got some work to do. Um, but I mean, shit, if she'll be a better judge than the ones we got, so be it, you know, because it, this is ridiculous. Um, and, and this is why we need to have communities, as Jazzy always points out, local elections, local, um, mm -hmm. politics, you gotta get in there because y'all in that community, the voters in that community, y'all need to get our ass out of there. Yep. Okay, and hold everybody's feet to the fire and let them know if you don't get her out, we're going to get you out and her by proxy. Because mm -hmm. you got to let people know when, you, when we work in public service, you, you, you work for the public. Yep. And sometimes people lose sight of that. That woman is a public servant. And if she is not serving the public the way that she needs to, including the black public, which is 80% of the cases that come through our courtroom, unfortunately, and black people, we're going to get on that shit too at the kitchen table. But if she is not serving you properly, get her ass up out of there. Period. Mm -hmm. Um. Any other thoughts? Well, the no. Black uh -uh. courtroom, and she was like, look at this nigga roach here. You know, so like you just gotta think about like how many mm -hmm. rulings that she did that was based on her personal feelings. Like how many people were sentenced to prison for things that they probably shouldn't, you know, well not things they should probably should have did because if you break the law, you're held accountable. I don't give a fuck what color you is. But you just gotta think about like how many lives she really ruined. That was punny. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, well, y'all, what season is it, um, Kirby? Christmas time is here. <laughs> and bringing and, some of you motherfuckers not too much cheer. Man, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and at Christmas season, it's Robin season. <laughs> um, one and the same. But anyway, y'all know the holiday time brings out about a lot of conversation. People celebrate in all different kind of ways, right? You got some people that go on trips, some mm -hmm. people stay home, some people do the family gathering, some people get Christmas trees, some people do real trees, some people do fake trees, some people wrap gifts, some people don't wrap gifts, some people exchange gifts, some people don't. Um, 
you know, all, all kind of different ways people do things. Um, there was a debate recently, Jazzy, that, that, that you brought to our attention that was really interesting mm-hmm. um, in relation to Christmas and gifts for kids. Mm. What was that? Because we got to discuss it. So what you gonna get, huh? Hey. What you gonna get them kids? Hey. Listen, shit, apparently you ain't supposed to get these motherfucking kids no clothes for Christmas. So, <laughs> <laughs> a Charlotte Roberts had uh, posted on Instagram, clothes is not a Christmas gift for a kid. If you are buying your own kids nine and under clothes for Christmas as a gift, then that's on you. Clothes are necessities, so I'm not gifting my kids clothes when they want toys, electronics, etc. Then y'all gonna be hollering about I couldn't afford an iPad this year because you needed clothes. That is supposed to be bought year round. And if the gift coming from an outsider, I will accept clothes. But as their parent, I'm not buying no clothes, not as no gift. That shit weak. Now I said what I said, and in the words of Candy Burris. What you said was some bullshit. So oh. listen, um, <laughs> we got clothes all the time and toys for Christmas. I don't see, and year round, I don't see anything wrong with gifting your kids clothes for Christmas. We got clothes, shoes, and toys and electronics, all the stuff that we wanted. I feel like that's some newfangled shit with these. Um, these <laughs> uh, uh, let me let me not. Okay, that's some newfangled shit. I'm getting. My kids' clothes, shoes, and toys for Christmas. That's some bullshit. What y'all think? Coco, coming to you. Okay, so like auntie, got clothes, toys, electronics. We got it all on Christmas and throughout the year. But my thing is, who the fuck is you to tell me what to buy my kids for Christmas? That's <laughs> a motherfucking toy. Do I need to send my child Christmas with you don't tell somebody what to buy their child on Christmas. And some yeah. people don't have it throughout the year. So, you know, maybe they want to surprise their kids with a specific uh, type of outfit or shoes that they wanted, but they couldn't get it at the time. So, they got it on Christmas. Bitch, mind your business. And you, you do what you want to do with your kids. Stop telling people how to raise their children when it comes to certain things, like buying a gift. Some kids don't even get that. So, bitch... Charlotte or whatever your name is, you said what you said, but like Auntie Jackson said, it was some bullshit. Mind your damn business. <laughs> Kirby, what you think? It's clothes a Christmas gift or no? Speaking from my, my childhood, I got everything under the sun. I was the only child in my house, so I was blessed to wake up and it was clothes all over the sofa. It was boxes all up under the tree and most of them shits was mine. Um, <laughs> But I will say this, though. I do kind of see the point she's making because as a person who has worked in retail, motherfuckers will buy their kids a $1,000 iPad, uh, $2,000 worth of games and gaming systems and shit. But your kid, snotty as fuck, got scabs on their face and Kool-Aid all in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and their clothes is dirty and nasty and look like they come from the Goodwill. So I'm going to say, probably speaking from that perspective of seeing parents buying folks, uh, buying their kids shit that they don't really actually need you know I, I see kind of where she's coming from at the same time you know you can't really tell folks what they should and should not be buying for their children that is that is definitely there uh definitely something to consider but for sure some of these parents you know you 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 you're not paying attention throughout the year 
doing the things that you're supposed to do. So, you know, get it together. And also, I mean, I'll take this perspective too. Christmas is a time, if you can afford it, to enjoy new types of things. So, yeah, already be taking care of the basics or whatever. And get your kids a little things that they want out the Toys R Us book or, I don't know, off a of Wish or, you know, their sneakers or whatever things that they like. Um, but, I, you know, me personally, it's not a big deal to me. I also don't have children, so I'm not concerned about buying nobody a goddamn thing. Uh, <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't even know why that was a necessary statement to make. Um, and then also... A lot of these kids, a lot of these kids are unappreciative and ungrateful as fuck, mainly because they're young and they don't understand how much money anything costs. My grandmother told me that the gift they used to get was a, a, a stocking, a literal stocking, their mama's old stockings with an apple or orange and some pecans. Mm-hmm. You better be glad if you get anything. Fuck whether you get some clothes or some toys. You better be glad that you had Christmas in the first place. Huh. And I And that brings me to my point. So I just want to start by saying, Fuck these kids, okay? <laughs> these, these kids is too entitled as it is. First of all, Christmas ain't about gifts. It's about celebrating the birth of your Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay? that That's what you're supposed to be stressing to your kids, Charlotte. <laughs> all right? That, let, so let's start there. Um, and I don't think Jesus is concerned about whether or not you got your kids electronics or clothes to celebrate his birth. Um, so that that's number one. I think that it's important not to get caught up in, in what kind of gifts or if you're giving gifts for Christmas at all. Um, I think that it's nothing wrong with celebrating Christmas with gifts as well, as long as you're teaching them the, the real reason for the season. Um but with gifts, I think it's whatever comes from the heart. You know, if if my I, I enjoy getting clothes for Christmas, and I think that's the other thing. You don't know what certain people do. Some kids love fashion, and they and they love clothes. And a lot of parents, maybe because of the sales and stuff that are going on during Christmas, they can afford to do a little bit more. Um, and some kids, that's literally all they want. They don't want toys. They don't want electronics. They want clothes. Um, I always got clothes for Christmas um, as part of my gifts, and I always enjoyed it. Um, and then after Christmas, we would go back for the after Christmas sales and go buy mm-hmm. some clothes and shoes. Yeah. Um, because it, it was actually, especially back in the day, y'all remember the sales used to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, uh, they they not as good, you know. But you know that that's just what we did. I think that I, I say fuck these them kids and fuck these kids jokingly, but also like nah, like stop letting you know that kind of stuff and these kids dictate what you're gonna do and not gonna do. Because in our reality, Christmas can come and go, and not one gift can be exchanged, and you can still enjoy the season and celebrate what it's all about. And I think that's more important to focus on with your children than what kind of gifts they open in. Some yeah. of these kids is getting very expensive gifts. That, we were talking about this in my family with my niece. She wants some um, some um, some new electronic things. But and the reality is, I ain't like how you took care of some of your less expensive electronic things. So I'm like, I don't know if we there to, to buy you this stuff because I need to see 
are you going to value and take care of your other things? So stop, you know, looking into that. I see, we see kids all the time, behavior horrible. Yep. Horrible. But always got on the freshest clothes, the newest electronics, the newest toys, but bad as hell. And I'm looking at the parents like, why you keep buying them this stuff? And they they're bad as hell. The bare minimum of what they supposed to be doing. You worried about the wrong thing. It's having kids is like having a contest. Yeah. They got the better of a parent you look like. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Surrising with your children. That's that's the problem. Like your child don't, your child favorite color is two, but you got the- Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say the favorite color is two? I can't Child favorite color is two, is what she said. And that's how I mean, you'd be like, Look, what's your favorite color? Two? Oh, he's oh, but but little Jimmy got he fresh though. And he got an iPad and know how to operate it, just like your day, you know, but but can't count. Don't know your colors. <laughs> don't know your name. Don't know nothing. Hell no. <laughs> Hitting everybody, pinching, spitting on people, you know, and y'all laughing at it. Like, no. But then you got the nerve to talk. And I'm not saying that Charlotte, that this is her thing. And if she don't want to get her kids clothes for Christmas, great. If you are blessed to where you can buy your kids clothes throughout the year, great. Um, but I think that just to generalize that if somebody buys their kids clothes for Christmas that they're doing something wrong. I don't think it's that. But yeah, like Kirby, I think you pointed this out. Well, you don't want to treat, you know, act like giving your kids necessities is something special. You know, they're supposed to have their necessities um, and have their needs met. But for Christmas, it might be a little, you know, a little extra. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, my kids gonna get clothes for Christmas right. if that's a gift that I find that is something that I want to give them. They gonna get what it probably will be. That was one of my favorite things to see what clothes because my my Christmas clothes was never um, packaged. They would lay them out all over the furniture and stuff, all of our outfits. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my favorite things to come downstairs and see. Like, oh, all my clothes, yes. I couldn't even sleep good the night before because I knew I was going to wear them clothes the next day. Exactly. But um, All right, so we'll see what happens. I hope everybody does have a Merry Christmas, though. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and Happy Absolutely the Fuck Nothing for those of you who don't care about any of them holidays. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, Happy Holidays to everybody except Cal Rittenhouse. That's how I feel. <laughs> Um, and a jury and a judge that was on the case, yeah. All of them, all of y'all, and his, you know. and his legal team, too. <laughs> all of them. Oh man, well, okay. Well, I'll be interested to see what y'all think on social media. Do you think buying clothes for your kids is considered a Christmas gift or not? Let us know. We ate good, you guys. I love those specials today that was on the menu. We at the bottom of the show, and it's time for us to feed our minds. What do I mean by that? We like to read over here, y'all. We want to encourage you guys to read. We've done a book of the month every single month, and December is no 
a different Kirby. Let everybody know what is our current book of the month. So we're coming in on our last episode of the season. The aunties are taking a break. We're tired. We got families to tend to, et cetera. And that ties directly into the book that we're reading for December called Control Your Mind and Master Your Feelings by Eric Robertson. You know, we talked about it being Robin season. Folks out here stalking each other. Buckhead City want to leave. Y'all need to get y'all feelings and y'all emotions, all them teenage emotions in check. And it is nothing wrong with skilling up in life and figuring out how to be a better person and learning how to control your mind and master your feelings by Eric Robertson is a great stocking stuffer and way to get started on hopefully getting yourself prepared for your new year. Um, now, obviously, I am not an advocate for uh, for New Year's revolu- uh, resolutions because anytime that you want to improve your life or be better, that is, there's not a particular time of year uh, that needs to align with that. It needs to align with when you are ready to be purposeful and intentional about the changes that you want to make in your life. So again, we're reading control your mind and master your feelings by Eric Robertson available on all um, uh, reading related platforms, audible Barnes and Noble books, a million, all of them folks. Um, And we hope that this is something that you all can read that can be helpful in helping you to increase uh, your mental awareness and self-awareness so that you can, uh, so that you can be ready instead of having to get ready. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's our book of the month. I like how you wrap that up um, for this season. Up next, y'all, sometimes you go get your food. You're so excited because it's going to be good. You got your mouth ready for it, but you open your box, you take a bite of your fries, and your fries ain't even hot. You got to do a return. Take that back. Um, we like to call them let goes. I got to let go, y'all. What you letting go of today? I got a couple let goes. So, number one, I'm letting go of all these goddamn streaming apps going up on their prices all the time. I'm sick of y'all. Okay? Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Paramount, Amazon Prime, all of them. Pick a price and stick with it. <laughs> Lord. I'm so Lord. sick of every year y'all sneaking these damn prices up. And 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 you you know we that we have become uh, addicted and dependent on these um, streaming apps. Yeah. <laughs> and here you go. Somebody done started with you might have started your app at $30 a month and now you look up and it's like $100 a month and you're like, when did this happen? You know, but they just steady going up. Steady sneaking up. I don't appreciate that. I remember when I first had Netflix, Netflix was like, what, seven. 99 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what is it like almost 13 14 dollars or something? It is shit on it, you know. It's just like, how did y'all double the damn price <laughs> of the streaming out? What happened? I don't know, but I'm gonna need y'all to figure that out because I'm really getting sick of it. Um, I, I need five minutes in the grass with Netflix, matter of fact. Because I got rid, I got rid of them. I got, I'm over. It. I barely watch television in the first place, so I said bye to Netflix. Oh we gonna have to figure something out. Um, in that same sentiment, these delivery services, <laughs> Postmates, DoorDash, Uber Eats, y'all can name more. I'm talking to y'all. These damn fees, okay? Now. We already know that the prices of the items are a little bit higher 
on these apps, right? But when it comes down to if I'm getting a 10 piece wing meal that would normally run me by $10 ish in real life, right? But then I do it on this app and I'm paying down like $25. That's too damn much. Yeah. $20 delivery fee, uh, 20% taxes, uh, 20% uh, service fee. You know what I mean? It'd be like a $30 weather fee, a, uh-huh. a, a $45 fee to say hello. <laughs> you know, like, what the hell y'all charging me for? But it's to the point where I don't even really be using them. I used to use these services for the convenience because um, it, it is convenient sometimes, you know what I mean, um, to just be able to order something real quick and don't have to stop what you're doing or step out or the weather and, all, you know, different reasons. But it's to the point where I'm like, I'm not paying this for this food, you know, for something that is just not even worth it. So it's to the point where it's like, dang, I don't even want to use them anymore. And I find that I haven't been using these apps anymore because the fees are just so freaking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. And then a lot of them have where they'll waive like certain fees if you spend a certain amount. But if you're only getting food for yourself, yeah, because a lot of us are single <clears throat> and we may be ordering lunch or something for ourselves, I'm not spending that much money. On, on something to eat so I'm letting all that go I think I let it go by default but I'm letting it go officially fuck y'all and these prices and these fees y'all getting a little out of control oh little shit okay any thoughts on that y'all I've been letting a lot of these folks go and I understand they have some of those monthly subscriptions or whatever but I'm not putting no more subscriptions I y'all I when I say I've gotten to the point whether you are a person a job a circumstance, a service, or a product, if you are not serving me, you got to go. Yeah. I, I don't care about the convenience anymore. I don't care how good your shit tastes. I, if it is not serving me in the way in which I need to be served, you got to go. Persons, places, things, services, products, it doesn't matter. I will go without. Most of the stuff, half the time, don't even need the shit anyway. I am very good at saucing it up in my own kitchen. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I agree. And half the time, I'd be mad anyway because it don't be right. I'd be like specifically said to put like a certain sauce in there or something. It don't even be in there, then I can't even eat the shit. Oh, be cold as hell. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. On two wheels, flip the shit over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my drink, where my drink at, you know, stuff like It's just, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and have to let it go. Yeah, and table 25. In Douglasville, I'm talking to y'all. That peach cobbler tastes like it had chemicals in it. I stand by what I said. I stand by my Google review. Don't leave no more messages on my phone talking about this, that, and the third. And I wouldn't have said nothing had the manager not got on the phone talking about, well, I made the peach cobbler and I know my recipe. I don't give a fuck what you know, bitch. Whoever packaged that shit, they packaged it in your stove because it tastes like gas. And if your recipe tastes like that naturally, you need to stop making peach cobbler. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I've been making peach cobbler for almost 30 years in my life. I ain't but 33 years old. I know what the fuck it's supposed to taste like. <laughs> what the hell? 
She meant every fucking thing she said. I did. You ruined that lady life. Fuck her. Yeah, but, um, took pride in that peach cop. Out on the phone being an asshole. So bitch, not- Listen, if she hadn't been a bitch on the phone, it wouldn't have been a problem. Well, I made it, and it must be the Uber drivers. No, ma'am, it was sealed when it got to me. The Uber driver <laughs> didn't fart in my shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you gotta know how to take care of your motherfucking business. And I didn't even come at you crazy. I said, I just, you know, I think it would be great if you would just have someone taste test it or see if it's, you know, in an area in the restaurant where it may be being exposed or whatever. Because I understand how quality assurance works. Whole, I've been in corporate long enough. Thank you. And you ask it what Coco say, do your job. Your mm-hmm. Do your job. Like, oh wow. Okay, well, that's our let goes. We let go of all that nonsense, y'all. Um, after the cookout, after the party, sometimes we got a little extra food going on. We don't want to throw it away. We're gonna pack that bitch up and take it home in a what to go box. All right, we want you to pack it up, put it in the refrigerator, eat on it throughout the week, let it nourish your body and feed you. Kirby, you got something to go box for me, ma'am. For this last episode of season two, episode 10, so grateful for you all. The thing that I want everybody to take with them is to be careful. And what do I mean by that? Be careful who you allow into your space. Be careful... uh, to make sure that your levels of discernment are high and strong and your mental, um, your mental strength is high. Be careful of uh, what places you go to, what people you entertain, what opportunities you entertain, what you're doing on these jobs. Um, because if you're not careful, you can create an environment where all the things that are not your dreams will come true. And we don't want no nightmares this Christmas season. So what I'm asking everybody to do is just be careful. Like we've been saying throughout the episode, it's robbing season out here. And people won't just rob you of your clothes and your shoes and your car. Mm-hmm. They'll also rob you of your peace. Mm-hmm. So be careful out here. Don't let nobody take nothing from you that belongs to you. Final thoughts, ladies? Final thoughts of the season, Coco. Do I have it? Oh, I just, I just, I don't know if it's the season. I just gotta do your job, be careful, be accountable, just, just focus on you, work on you, what is good for you. Figure that out. What's not good for you, let that shit go. Let, you gotta let it go. I love it. Final thoughts, Jazzy. I enjoyed everything that we talked about this season. I love getting on here, talking my shit, laughing with y'all. Um, I would encourage y'all to uh, go get some mental health help. Uh, mm. It's a lot of y'all that still shot the fuck out. <laughs> and, and y'all really need to be sitting down getting some sofa time, some couch time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to continue to speak over Auntie uh, Kirby. Uh our uh, motivational speaker, our uh, book writer, <laughs> mm-hmm. everything that you said, I feel that in my shanana. That's right. And uh, that's it, y'all. Any other final thoughts, Kirby? Um, I just want to thank each of you for continuing to push through and and, and like uh, like Auntie Jazzy said, just enjoying being with you all, talking our shit, uh, being aunties. Uh, on here has been so much fun and to the mental health uh, you know subject this has been really really great 
for helping my mental health and giving me a space and an opportunity to express myself authentically. And I appreciate each of you. And of course, to the audience, we appreciate all of you, all the consistent listeners. I don't care if it's only one of you. We appreciate you coming and, and being with us and fellowshipping with us. I sound like usher board number three right now, but that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, we really, really have fun with you all. And I, and I appreciate you all allow us that sophisticated ratchet space where we can talk about things, whether it's politics or whether it's somebody twerking on their daddy. Uh, we really, really appreciate the time and the opportunity. And we thank you all for staying with us. And we got a lot of things coming up in season three. Amen. Um, thank you all. It's been my pleasure to be here with you ladies and with our wonderful audience. Like you said, whether it's an audience of one, 20, 200, 2 million. It's my pleasure. I always say at the beginning, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you choose to be here with us. And that is very, very, very much so appreciated. Um, giving us your time and support means the world. Um, I'm so looking forward to coming back for season three and bringing you guys more content. Um, stepping it up, trying some new things. Um, I just ask that y'all continue to work with us, grow with us, um, give us your feedback, work um, so at, that we can give you the best of us um, and, and help us learn throughout this whole process. Um, th- this is one of my favorite times of the week to be able to come here and, and do this. I really enjoy it. And I, I just feel very blessed to, to have the opportunity to be a part of something like this. Um, humbly, I want to thank all of y'all for allowing me to be a part of this and and, and be your host. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday season. Um, aunties, I think y'all have earned this break. <laughs> yes, we have. And I hope y'all enjoy it. And we will see you in 20. 22. Yes. Um, if all hearts and minds are clear. Yes, ma'am. Then y'all know we, we what we do. We don't say goodbye. We ain't gonna see you say see you later. No Avina's in. <laughs> Straight A down here. I ain't then shouting.